This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Uh, apart from the amount of attitude and sass that Logan just showed me, I think it's a pretty good day. How are you, Logan? It's Sunday. We never, we've never recorded on a Sunday, which is weird, right? Like, we've actually never recorded on a Sunday. Are you sure? We've recorded on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I've, we've never recorded on a... And we've recorded on a Saturday morning. We've never recorded on a Sunday. Record on, yeah. Record on Saturday morning? We did record on a Saturday morning. It was the NBA playoffs. Uh, this is like maybe around episode twenty-five. We recorded on this, and it was the worst energy we've ever had. But we still put it out. Um, how are you, Logan, on this beautiful Sunday? Great, great. You waited before you said great, and I can't keep doing this with you, Logan. I'm not your therapist anymore. Well, it was a lie, okay? But you know, who cares anymore? <laughs> I care about not, you. Not, not the viewers. They certainly don't care. They're not here to well, learn. My well. Logan, I don't really care about your struggles either. I just want to oh, do great. A so let's just, just want to do a sports pod, talk. Why don't we talk <laughs> yeah, my feelings sports. and all that? We're stick to sports for a no reason. No one cares bud. about your mental health here, Noah. So Logan, Logan, we're called stick to sports for a reason. Okay, right, not stick to my personal feelings and health. exactly not stick Dude. to your mental health. Although mental health is important. Right, right. Mental I mean, health I, is important. This is all a joke. This is I all a mental joke. health is a joke. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but speaking of jokes. Julio Jones trade actually went through today. Wow. Uh, two weeks ago, we laughed at the Titans being front runners. Um, uh, I think it was at TikTok, really, that AJ Brown did. Yeah, apparently Theo Ash was the reason that happened because apparently he said it on the pod. Then Blue Wire put out that thing, and then AJ Brown was like, "If you add Tannehill to this, I'll use it." And then, um, and then he used it, and then now Julio's there. But whatever, I don't really care. So. The Atlanta Falcons traded Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. And the Falcons send a 2023 sixth round pick with Julio Jones. Do you think this is good value for the Falcons? Because, I mean, I think for the Titans, it's definitely good value for them. But for the the Falcons, what are we thinking? Yes. This is good value for them. They, you think they got you? I don't think they were going to get a first rounder back. No, Julio's uh, like what thirty three now? Thirty one. Thirty one. Okay, I always add two in in wide receiver years. Everything under thirty, over thirty, you're pretty much a relic. But you know, there's there's certain exceptions, Julio Jones included. But um, I think that for the Falcons, it was a good trade. They got uh, Souter Cap. Little, yeah, they I, mean, only, I think they only have seven million dead cap now. Um, he wanted to leave anyway. He's getting up there in age. They have Calvin Ridley, who is not no Julio Jones, of course, but still a good receiver. Um, for the Titans, they get another receiver to essentially replace Corey Davis, and this is a big upgrade over Corey Davis. Gigantic. Um. He'll draw other. He'll draw um coverage away from AJ Brown. Hopefully, allow AJ Brown to continue to succeed. Whereas if he was, if it was just AJ Brown, 
he would have been double covered. Um, Titans offense looks a bit better. But that's um, you're talking that's, about. But look at let me look at the negatives for the Falcons. I'm really confused on what their game plan is because it looked like they were gonna go. They looked like they were gonna try to compete with the moves they made, but then they trade Julio and are like, okay, so what's the deal here? Are we just gonna like chill in this this mediocrity for a bit? And but, then for the Titans, I still don't think this puts them. In contention over the Colts for the division. Oh no! I, I think the Colts I, still win the division. I still don't think this puts them. I think this keeps them in the wild. I I don't think this even puts them in the wild card race. I mean, their defense is still. Ugh. And we'll talk about when we get to NFL, NBA, Twitter hot takes. We'll talk about the Titans because there was a Titans one I saw. But in, I'm gonna say this. I don't think the Falcons lost this trade because they got back value. They lost money they don't have that much dead cap now but also if you really think about it Julio Jones was injured for most of 2020 um what with this team now first off they're really banking on Kyle Pitts being like really really good um he will be I think he will be as well and they still have Hayden Hurst on the team and when they do end up trading Hayden Hurst I do think whatever package they get back here will be the real you know actual good trade um, I'm just saying the Falcons, I don't think their game plan has changed. I don't know if they're trying to compete. I think they could try and get that seventh spot in the NFC playoffs, but you know, I don't think they'll, it'll happen Who for the, the Titans. Yeah. The Falcons, it does. It, I mean, it depends on what their defense does, but their defense got worse. I don't for the tight for the Titans. However, yeah, they, it's a, this is a gigantic upgrade over um, Corey Davis. So you added a receiver. So to the Tennessee Titans, you added a receiver. You also added an injury prone receiver. Uh, I wouldn't. Say. Okay, I'm not going to call him injury prone, but you also he, have. He is old. But I'm he not is gonna, an all pro receiver. I'm not going to put. Like, with him, he, he's, age is not a factor, I don't think. He has, before last year, the previous. Like five seasons, he missed maybe three games. He's not injury prone. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'll... I I think that last year, yes, he was out, but for the past five or six years, he hasn't missed many games. So I wouldn't say he's injury prone. I would just say he's old. But for the Titans, also, he upgrades your offense. But are we? We are. Don't they can't act like they. This was. Now they're all their offensive woes or all their team's woes were solved. Julio Jones can elevate your team. But just like we saw with the Falcons for the last couple of years, it doesn't turn you into a winning. It doesn't make you a winning team immediately. You know, that, sec- mm-hmm. that secondary, it added to Norris Jen- Jenkins, um, Caleb Farley, whatever. That defense is still very, very, very questionable. Yeah, because the thing is, Caleb, on paper, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, and Christian Christian Fulton. Um, on paper, there are three solid, uh, three promising young corners. They need to still show that they can be good. So it's okay. How about this injury? Can I put injury prone on Caleb Farley? 
well, I he had a back surgery in what this spring. Yes. He also then he he had I think he tore something this freshman year. There's just a lot of questions. It's a very young secondary, and there's a lot of questions. So unless they all pan out, which hopefully happens, but you never know, there's still a lot of questions for this defense. The offense, the, the offensive line, how good is is that? So I mean, Derrick Henry is a bulldozer, so he doesn't really need an offensive line. But uh, defense is still a question mark. Just Bud Dupree and who they get. Who's the other guy? On the defensive line, the other guy is they have Bud Dupree. They have Nico, Jayon Brown, Jan Johnson, Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, oh. third. Do they add anybody else? Who is their defensive line? Who is the they, they I forget who it is now. They signed someone from the Colts. Monty Hooker? Oh, come on. But at the same time, their defense isn't is not they this is not a team I think that can um win the NFC South. I don't think the NFC South is theirs for the take. And I really think this is still a um this is still the Colts division to lose. Danico Archery. Oh, Danico Archery, okay. So anyway, right. There's a lot of question marks on the defense. I maybe I'm gonna re- I add a couple wins to. Their- I feel like Julio adds. What did you have? Do you remember what you had him at? I think I had them at like four or five wins. I'd say Julio adds three wins. Yeah. This does this team is this team over five hundred? I don't think so. But you know, if especially because they're playing a schedule that reflects how good they did the previous year, so you know, uh, and we and Julio has to stay healthy. That's a, a big thing. Both one of I think one of their receivers goes down and within with AJ Brown or Julio. And I'm not saying AJ Brown's gonna go down, but it, this team is like going. It's kind of like where the, I think the Saints are even in a better position than them. But um, kind of like in terms of you don't have the depth, but if one one thing goes wrong, everything will go wrong in that situation. And we still don't know who I don't know who their OC is, but still, you know. They're still in a situation where they lost their um, their Arthur Smith, who was really good. Oh, Todd Downing is their OC, and Shane Bowen is a defensive coordinator. So, new offense coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Mike Rabel's a great coach, but we'll, everything will have to go perfect for this team to be back in contention where they were a year ago, two years ago. Let's move on. We, that was a little bit in the NFL, but we're going to go back to the NFL. But we have to talk about what's happening currently, and there are games currently. I can't wait for the NBA finals to to finish and then we're going to be stuck talking about baseball um soccer (laughs) over two no well euros the euros are about to start oh that's right um we got we're going to be talking about a lot of different things not talking Um, about baseball logan we have to talk about a little no we don't yes we do Logan. baseball is not relevant until the world series anyway uh put me wrong tell me i'm wrong I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Because I'm right. Exactly. He All right. So let's go to the NBA playoffs. So the playoffs started. I mean, the playoffs, the Have first started. round has ended. <laughs> the first round has ended. And, you know, let's talk about the Eastern Conference, Eastern semifinals. The Nets kind of 
played around with the Milwaukee Bucks, and James Harden went out. He's actually out for game two oh. with a hamstring injury. But I don't know. I'm still taking the Bucks to win this series. But, sheesh, they are missing that extra defensive force. Giannis was great. 34 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Chris Middleton, this is why. This is, what, <laughs> this is what Logan was saying. Chris Middleton needs to play well for this team to win. Chris Middleton only had 13 points of si- on 6 of 23 shooting and 0 of 5 from 3. Oh, Chris. That can't happen. The best play, if the best player on the floor, the second best player on the floor is Brooke Lopez, that cannot happen for the Bucks. Obviously, the Nets, um, Kevin Durant was just in his bag 29 points, 10 rebounds on 12 25 from the field. In Blake Griffin, bag, like he was depressed. No, in his bag, when you say, I don't know if you know the lingo, Logan, but like when you're doing in basketball, if you're like hot or playing really efficiently it's you say you're in your in there in your bag i thought it was that he's just on fire no but in your bag because you're reaching what's that what's that saying from oh shit nba jam nba jam he's on fire boom shakalaka from downtown (laughs) (laughs) um but no uh james harden only played a minute he was out Kyrie was played well blake griffin Four of nine from three, 18 points, 14 rebounds. Yeah. Whatever, man. This team, everybody on this team played except DeAndre Jordan, which is crazy. But, huh. <laughs> but yeah, huh. the, Nets, the Nets in front of Jay-Z and Beyonce played really, really, really well. Um, which, and you expect that from them. Um, let's talk about some other stuff, some other games that uh, concluded in the Western Conference. Um, first off, I'm going to give props to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Woo! Who took down the Lakers and six champs. And you say that you said you picked them to win the title? No, I said the defending champ. Oh, okay. I was about to say. La Mickey, the Bubble Guppies, the La whatever. Mickey. Hey, Disney. All this stuff. But um, son, Devin Booker scored 47 points. And he, he was just great. He was great. I think, like, the Lakers did not come within 10 for a while. Um, the Nuggets took down the Blazers after there was just a complete second half collapse from them. Um, so we'll see what, and they actually mutually agreed to part ways with Terry Stotts. Um, yeah. So, all right, sorry, Terry Stotts, you're going to be great. Have fun in Orlando. Um, Indiana. Okay. That's, a, I was at, that's just what I saw. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Hawks today. The Philadelphia 76ers were bested by the Atlanta Hawks today, 128 to 124. I am not sure if you watched this game, Logan, but let me tell you, that fourth quarter was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The Hawks were up 20 going into the fourth quarter, and uh, as you can see, they lost by four. It's because the last few minutes of the game were complete pandemonium. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Scored 21 points. Trey Young, at this point, 35 points, 10 assists. He's been so good these playoffs. 21 points for John Collins, including a um, a dagger dunk that um, silenced the entire Philly crowd. It's like the most satisfying feeling in the world when you see the entire Philly crowd just shut up. Right? Um, I'm actually rooting for Philly to win this series, but I love, you know, teasing them online. But Joel Embiid, playing on a meniscus tear, did 
exactly what you thought would not happen. He scored 39 points on, 10, on nine rebounds on 12-21 shooting. Tobias Harris with 20 points. Seth Curry with 21. And Ben Simmons. How did Benjamin do? He had 17 points, 7-7 seven seven from the field, even though they were all, like, layups. 3 of 10 from the free throw line, though. Mm. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Logan. If Ben Simmons had any semblance of a jumper, he would be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, well, he's had a chance and he hasn't done anything, so I'm not going to hold my breath. I still think Philly can win this series because their defense, because there was a point where their defense just kept stopping Atlanta. And I think it can happen. One of the biggest liabilities this entire game was Danny Green. Uh, he was on Trey Young. Um, Trey Young cooked him in the first half. Like when I say cooked him, like cooked him. And he was also trash. He had four points, two of seven from three from, from the field, 0 of four from three. He was just running around out there. Still managed to pick up four fouls. I'm not sure how, but whatever. I think Danny Green needs to get out of the starting lineup and they need to put Matisse Heibel in. He's like, because they need someone to guard Trey. Because when Ben Simmons was on Trey Young, Trey Young was actually locked down. Um, Logan, what do you think about the Sixers? Do you think that this is just a minor setback? Or do you think that, hey, you know what? Maybe this team doesn't have what it takes to actually win an NBA championship. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I was just, I didn't watch the game. But I saw on Twitter that someone said that they took like three of their starters out at the same time. Yes. While the, other, was, while, the other, while the other starters were in for the Hawks. And then they like kind of, the Hawks kind of extended their lead. So what was that about? I think the Atlanta Hawks in terms of offense are really good. I'm going to say that right now. Um, if you look at their roster, at least first off, they as a team they went twenty or forty seven from from deep. Everybody on that team, ex- outside of Clint Capella and maybe Onyeka Okongwu, can hit threes. Uh, DeAndre Hunter didn't even play in this game, so Solomon Hill got the start and he played well. So my thing is, when you're dealing with a roster that has like Kevin Herter, who came off the bench, he had fifteen points, three or six from three. It felt like he didn't miss. It felt like every single time they gave it to him in the corner. And this was the same thing that was happening against the Knicks. He just, they just kept hitting the shots, even wide open shots. They kept giving them wide open shots. The, the Atlanta Hawks put up 74 in the first half alone. I think Philly needs to do a better job because why is it that the Hawks put up 74 in the first half, but only 54 in the second? Like, the defense definitely wasn't there. Like, it felt like Doc Rivers wasn't telling his team to play with intensity, and then they played with intensity, like like actual intensity, the last six minutes of the game, and they brought it within one possession. So that's all I have to say. I just hope that Doc Rivers can make the necessary adjustments for this team to actually succeed. But also, Trey Young is, is slowly turning into the villain of the NBA, and it's actually great to watch. Now that now that my team's not in it, I can easily just appreciate what's happening. But the, the Hawks are a really good team. Nate McMillan is a good coach, a really good coach. And then let's talk about Game 7, Clippers-Mavs. They didn't choke. Oh, my God. Uh, it was – I'm not going to say they didn't choke. Well, they I'm didn't. Gonna, they, they won. They won the series. Yeah, thank goodness. So they did not choke. 
I would love to know what would happen in Los Angeles if if Dallas won the series. But the one thing I have to say is, Jesus Christ, Luka Doncic needs help. Luka scored 46 in this game. I think last game he had 44. Um, he was doing his best to try and keep this team. I think he had 29 and 7 in the first half alone to try and keep this team afloat. There's the no, he doesn't, he needs a star, he needs a second person. Not Kristaps. No, Kristaps Porzingis. The only thing he has going for him is being 7-3. That's it. That's it. If he was, if he wasn't 7-3, he wouldn't be in the NBA. The Knicks won that trade. Um, but on the Clippers side, geez, everyone, Paul George, whatever. He had 22 points, 10 assists on 5 of 15 from, from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. Kawhi Leonard really was the efficient one, 28 points on 10 of 15 shooting. I think the Clippers, it looks like they got their shit together. I think they could, I think they could go far. They have to play the Nuggets next. Jazz. Jazz next? Oh, oh yeah, they have to play the Jazz next. Ooh. That's going to be an interesting series. Because I would love to see how the, like, this is a healthy Jazz team. And remember last year, we were like, yeah, this Jazz team, if they were healthy, they could beat anybody, but they weren't healthy. And it was literally just Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal out there in the bubble. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, the goat. But I think, I think the Clippers and the Jazz, that if you, I would say Jazz and six. Yeah, Jazz and six seems seems pretty okay. Yeah. But outside of that, we have the Suns and Suns and Nuggets. Logan, who who you got in that one? Man, you know, you know how I love the Suns. I know you like the Suns, man. I think, given the problems the Nuggets had with um, I'm taking the Suns. If if Chris Paul is Chris Paul healthy, ah, the shoulders bothering him. He hasn't even been playing healthily. But at the same time, this team beat the Lakers. Okay, I know I'm gonna go coin flip. Can't coin flip this. Logan. Well, it's a it's a pretty much a coin flip because if Chris Paul plays, then it's his Suns. But if he doesn't play, then I think the Nuggets could win. And he's obviously gonna play. I'm gonna flip a bottle cap. Okay, you're actually flipping it. I thought you were just gonna be like. Oh, it's the Suns on both sides. So. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, okay, I feel you. I feel you. Because given the problems that the Nuggets had with um Dame and CJ, Devin Booker is Devin really Booker's good. gonna do them dirty. Devin Booker's I don't know who's guarding Devin Booker. I'm not sure. I'm t- I think DeAndre Eaton is an upgrade over Yusuf Nurkic. Does DeAndre Eaton have the clamps to guard Nikola Jokic? I don't know how to guard Nikola Jokic. Well, other than no, that really isn't a way because his shot is unnatural. So just score more points than them, I guess. You know what's interesting, Logan? My recording sign turned on, but I didn't turn it on. It's off now. Okay, yeah, it sounds like you got a ghost in your room, Noah. Anyway, it's the ghost of Damian Lillard's contract. Anyway, mm-hmm. but that's, <laughs> let's move on. So you're taking the Suns over the Nuggets? I am. Wishful thinking, I guess. I'm taking the Suns over the Nuggets, too. Given the two, we already know the... Um, what's happening with the two Eastern Conference games? The Bucks are down 0-1, and the Sixers are down 0-1. Does that change your predictions for those two series at all? No, I think the Sixers will win. How many games? Six. Six games. Sixers and six. All right. I think. See, if James Harden is out, 
for longer than a game, that is worrisome because I think that he is the most valuable player to that team. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, not hopefully. I mean, hopefully, but like I don't personally want them him to come back. But hopefully, he comes back soon. Yeah. Uh, it all depends on that. If the the Bucks, if he doesn't come back, I think the Bucks will win. I think this is probably a seven game series. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say I don't know if the I don't know if the Bucks are weathered enough for a seven game series. It's gonna be hard to see the Bucks beat the the Nets in seven, seven um, four out of seven times, especially now given they need to win game two. I think I'll say six, and I'm gonna pick the Nets. I'm gonna pick. I don't trust Chris Milton's What? Inconsistencies. Yeah, his inconsistencies. Gosh, the way Brooklyn was shooting was un unreal. Like, although no- I don't think Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is gonna have another double double night. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think so at all. It's not not something I see happening again. But I'm gonna have to say the I'm gonna say the Bucks and six. Okay, Nets and six for me. All right, look at you. All right, Logan. I was writing this. We've done two straight weeks of rankings. Yeah, you know. A lot of of debate, a lot of animosity, I think. Animosity? Is there animosity, Logan? I I think you're I would would hate for there to be animosity. I think you're an absolute moron for some of the things that you said last week. But you think think I'm an absolute moron moron for the things I said two weeks ago. So, yeah. Equal hatred towards one another, but no hatred, really. We asked each other to rank the top three running back. Top five. Sure. Top five backfields. Let me say, is it called the backfields, right? The running back stable, maybe. Running back stable. Oh, they are workhorse backs, so it has given, to be stable. Given Logan's feelings of running backs, I'm going to, I guess we should call this the top five least expendable backfields in the NFL. You know how it be. All these backfields are probably going to be different next year because none of these players matter. I mean, aside from, <laughs> <laughs> aside from a couple. I feel like I like, I hate, and I, I hate. Running backs, I feel like, is the most expendable position, but some of my favorite players are, in fact, running backs. Yes, that's, that's true. But, you know, it is what it is, man. So, top five least expendable running back rooms. Yes. Okay, great. Logan, how much at the same time still expendable? Yes. How how long did you take with this list? Well, it took me probably an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I, tedious was it? How tedious was it? Not, not, see, I've threw the stats out the window. I don't give a shit about the stats anymore. <laughs> um, not 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 actually, but like slightly, don't give a shit about them anymore. I just put names. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even bothered to write their full name. I put their last name. Uh, I am not confident in my list whatsoever. Neither am I. The ranking process was very hard. My top two maybe are good, but even then I'm so like, uh, I don't like it. Everything else after that is just, you know, depends on the day, I guess. I'm going to, I have, I have uh, eight honorable mentions. 
You have eight honorable mentions. Uh-huh. I have like, I have five plus two ones on the outside, which I I feel bad for putting them here, but I'm just gonna say, hey, these, these this could be a very valuable eye on these teams. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is gonna be interesting. Give me your first off. What is your eighth? What is your your eighth team? And I'll, I'll well, see. I don't really have my honorable mentions in order, but neither I, do I. I can put them in order right now if you want. You can do that. I'm gonna. No, I'm not going to. I'm just okay. Gonna, I'm just gonna have. I'm gonna go from bottom to top on honorable mentions. All right. Cow- I, tell me what your bottom is. The Cowboys are my first honorable mention. Really? They they fell that low. Well, on the list, yeah. I'm writing them. I almost took them off entirely, but you know, I decided that that would be too too biased. Not biased. Zeke was terrible. But you love Tony Pollard, though. Tony Pollard is, if Tony Pollard was given the, the 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 chance to be a starting running back, he would be just as good as Zeke. Woo! Just as good as he got you. I mean, they feed they force fed the ball to Zeke his first. Couple uh, he also had one a historically great offensive line his first year, so I'm not surprised he was great. Uh. But now you look at the Cowboys. Okay, Zeke, not really the greatest. I don't know if we're factoring in pass catching into these lists. Oh no, we are factoring in pass. Catching. Okay, well then Zeke is horrendous. <laughs> um, and pass catching. So no thanks for that. And then their offensive line is progressively getting worse. Um. So. They're not on the list. I just Zeke. I want he doesn't play up to his contract, which doesn't factor into his skill. But it wasn't that good last year. Their offensive line is getting worse. Um, he can't catch. Tony Pollard, I think, is a good RB two. Could potentially be an RB one, but he's stuck behind Zeke, so they don't make the list. Sorry, Cowboys, and you're overrated running back. I'm gonna say my next um, honorable mention. I'm not gonna. The Cowboys, so I don't, so I don't have to talk about them. But I, the Cowboys were in on my honorable mention list. Mm. Um, I considered putting them in my top five, and then I realized, Noah, why are you giving Zeke the credit that he doesn't exactly? Care? Like, come on, Noah. And then, um, so, but one of mine, I'm gonna say this. This isn't like an honorable mention, but more or less like a, you know what? This this would be a really, really, really good backfield, but it's there's so much like questions with it, and whether or not whether it's player health, whether it's like one of them is a rookie. But I feel like Logan, the Panthers' backfield is going to be great at one point. It has Christian McCaffrey and Shuba Hubbard. Mm, yes. So they're not good enough to even be on a real honorable mention list. But I'm going to – I have to talk about them because, you know, those are two of my favorite players in the entire NFL, so I have to. And then finally, one of the, another honorable mention is like maybe they haven't really shown that they can, but honestly, given the situation, maybe they could be good. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills because Devin Singletary really, really, really disappointed me last year. Uh, I really thought it was going to, he was going to be, I thought it was going to be way better than he was. Um, And his rookie year, he was really good, but also I'm going to give that last year was only, only a second year. He also got, they also drafted a running back in the draft that actually ended up being really good in Zach Moss. Those two, if Devin Singletary is also a great pass catching, running back too so you know i love that 
Matt Breda is also on that team. Exactly. So those that backfield right there is really good. I'm not going to, again, they don't really make my honorable mentions because the production hasn't been there, nor have we even seen the potential. But if they could, they would. They could. I wrote that down, but, you know, I took them away just because they're not good enough yet. Yeah. But they're young. Hopefully we see, I would like to see them develop. Yeah, I would love to see. If I saw Devin Singletary lined up at the wide receiver position for some plays, I would love it. Oh, man, that would make the Buffalo Bills an even better wide receiver unit and maybe worthy of being on that list of yours. But yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll All see. right, you want to hear another honorable mention? Give it to me. This is going no particular order again. Uh, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I wanted to look at them, but I think I might have forgotten them, but. Talk to me about that. Um, well, so, you know, last year, a lot of injuries, kind of with a revolving door. Um, but they still had some good production out of uh, Jeff Wilson, who no one I never heard of, you never heard of before the season. I thought he was like a Madden creative player. Uh, Raheem Mostert had a solid season, only played half half of the uh, year. Um, Extremely good pick in fantasy, too, for like the three games he yeah. played. Uh, they drafted Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. He'll come in. Uh, he should be good, too. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, the only fullback that I know anymore. He's there. He does things occasionally. They also, also signed Wayne Gallman, right? Yeah, I was going to say, they signed Wayne Gallman in free agency, and he didn't have a – he had a solid season for the Giants last year, almost 700 yards. I really think they should have kept him, Loki. Yeah. should have kept him. Yeah. Um, Receiving wise, he had 100 yards. But anyway, that's I think that's a it's not a it's not a backfield that has a clear lead back and that jumps out at you. But it's a very well rounded backfield and a lot they can just kind of throw anybody in and they can do something. So that's but that's that's kind of how San Francisco is. You think about yeah, where he goes, he's a third stringer, right? Revolving door, but they get the job done. Uh, so that's that's why they're an honorable mention. They really don't have a star. Yeah. Um. One of my the Niners I forgot to put on here, but also an honorable mentions. They don't really count. But I put the Packers. Ooh, um, okay. On here, only because AJ Dillon I really expect to take a gigantic leap forward. Kylan Hill was also they drafted Kylan Hill, and I love Kylan Hill. Who's one of my our um, favorite running backs going into last season. And then Aaron Jones, who they re-signed, who a lot of people didn't like the fact that they re-signed him. Who did you? At first. Oh. At first, I didn't like that they re-signed him. I was like, dang, why didn't that? I'm like, who are you going to get that's an, uh, better than Aaron Jones, who had 1,100 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns, and 355 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Also, his catch percentage is 74, which is better than a lot of running backs that are out there um yes he might he also averages four five point nine yards per touch which is really good and 5.5 yards per rushing attempt which is good you're getting it's a, he's also a good third down back value i'm saying this yes he had the two fumbles in the nfc championship game but hey you know we all make mistakes <laughs> um, oh my god <laughs> but that's why they're honorable mention here um i think aaron jones is really good and AJ Dillon is going to have a, a a big leap, and those quads can get, get on the top of any 
leaderboard. You feel me? Right. Yeah. Uh, my next honorable mention is a team that you know. You're like, wait, what? They have a good position group. This is absurd. It can't possibly be true, but it is true. The Houston Texans are an honorable mention for me. That's right. I said it. When you look at it, actually, their backfield. If this was maybe like two years, three years ago, <laughs> this would be fantastic. But even now, David Johnson, he's a little old, not not what he once was. Kind of a shame. Uh, he was good last year. He had 700 yards, six touchdowns. But now he gets to share the the backfield with uh, the greatest running back. I mean, the greatest skill position player ever. Rex Burkhead, of course. Yes, um, that, that helps a lot. Uh, Philip Lindsay comes over from Denver. Like him a lot. Uh, I don't know why he went to the Texans. It's the, kind of a dumb decision, but it's, uh, good, good running back there. And they also have Mark Ingram, who last year I thought was going to be good, and he just took a gigantic... He just fell off the face of the planet. But still... He can be the fourth best running back on his team. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm. I'm not giving you at all any hate for. Uh, like I was surprised how decent this running back stable was. I'm. I'm gonna. Again, I'm not going to hate on wherever you put Houston because you're going to be very surprised when you see where I put them. But I'm gonna say this right now: you're. There's nothing wrong with putting Houston on this list. Oh, thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to go through my uh, next honorable mentions pretty quick here. But I had the Giants as an honorable mention. Um, I wanted so bad to put them in my, uh, in my on my actual list. And as I was adding teams, they kind of fell down further and further until I was like, you know what? I can't. Mostly because of A, you know, Saquon. Saquon's the best running back on this team. Saquon's the most has played the least games of anybody on this team in the last couple of years. Um, he's great. Nothing. I have no problems with Saquon. I think when healthy and now that he has a better offensive line, he I think he'll get to shine. Devontae Booker, I really like. That was a really good signing for them. Then you get to Raquel Armstead and Corey Clement at the end, and that's that's pretty much it. You know, I don't think this is going to be a run first team in 2021. I'll tell you that for much right now. Saquon is probably one of the better pass-catching backs in the league. Um, and he's very explosive. But I, this t- if they had Wayne Gallman and Devontae Freeman still, they would, be, they would still be on my, on my list. I'll tell you that right now. They'd be on my list. But I can't, I can't add them. Do you have the Giants in your honorable mention, too? I did, and then I took them off. And then finally, in my honorable mentions, I added the Raiders to P's Raiders tank They're season. on your honorable mentions. They are just outside. Like, I think they're six. They're six. Um, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Mr. Mr. Uh, 2.2 yards per carry. I don't know if that's his actual stat line, but no, it feels like it. It's not that bad. <laughs> he had 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Jacobs and Kenny Drake are a really good pairing, but I cannot in good faith put this team on my top five knowing that their offensive line doesn't exist. Ah, 
you know. That's the only reason why. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot in 2021. And then finally, in my just cracking the honorable mentions, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Dumbest team in the history of teams for putting Travis Tatiana as your RB1. But if Travis Tatiana is your RB1 and James Robinson is your RB2, that must be a hell. Any, any backfield that has James Robinson as your RB2 must be really good. And then Carlos Hyde, who I really liked, uh, who I always envisioned as a Texan. But, you know, he's here now. So the AFC South has some good running back classes, I guess. Uh, I did not put the Jaguars on my list because I'm mad at them. I know. It's, okay. it's more of a spite. Uh, to finish off my honorable mentions, I have the Patriots with uh, Damien Harris, James White, and Sonny Michelle. Uh, Her- Damien Harris and Sonny Michelle. Well, Sonny Michelle has been very disappointing. Um, Damien Harris was, I don't know, a breakout player, but he was pretty solid last year. And then James White receiving back. You know, you know how be, how you be those New England Patriots running backs be, but Sonny Michel, he he's he's gonna leave. I don't know where he's gonna. Go. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Uh, I put the Rams because I love Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson. But as you said before this episode, they are the textbook definition of irreplaceable. I mean, not irreplaceable. Replaceable running backs. Hmm. Um. I have the football team as an honorable mention. Okay, listen, this this was hard for me, okay? <clears throat> it was very hard. Antonio Gibson, my uh, I love him a lot. And then you got JD McKissick who receiving threat. He's a pretty good one. And then Jared Patterson, our favorite favorite player ever. Um they're an honorable mention, though. It's just, just missed out, okay? Just missed out. Don't give me that look, okay? Did you have a question? Now that I know you put Washington here, uh-huh. I, for two, I have two teams that I think that I, I want to know if you considered or if they're in your top five. Did you put Chicago in your top five? Yeah. Okay. Um, good to know. Did you put Miami in your top five. I did not even write Miami down. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's that's all I need to know. But now that I know, I understand what I'm working with here on the podcast. Now knowing that you put Chicago in your top five, why okay. do you care about Chicago? What's good? I don't. I looked at Chicago, and I was like, you know what? This is what this was the actual team that I was like. Let me look at the stats. I actually looked at this is one of the only teams that I actually looked at the stats in depth to see Chicago. And um, we're going into our top five now. I would love to see how far up oh, Chicago. I haven't finished my honorable mentions yet. Oh, there's more. Okay. There was one. There's there's a couple more. Um, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos would be on this list if they. Uh, if Mel- was Melvin Gordon still there? He is. Right? Melvin Gordon's still there. He's good. Javante Williams, they drafted. He's good. Royce Freeman, solid third back. Honorable mention. Uh, and then I have. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. The Bears are not on the list. They're, they're not on your list? They're number six. Okay, thank God. They're, they're number six. 
Okay. Um, David Montgomery, I hope he takes that next leap. Likewise. Like him a lot. Tariq Cohen's coming back from injury next year. Yes, he's uh, never had a, a breakout season yet. He's not he's not really like your he's not gonna get you a thousand yards a season. Like he'll get he's, you a punt return touchdown. He's a Darren Sproles esque player. And then they got playoff Damien on this team, which I don't think he'll show his value unless they make immediate the immediate bonus points. And then they got Khalil Herbert, who if I wouldn't have researched if we wouldn't have researched college running back so heavily the other night, I would not have known the value that this player has uh, to the the Bears. But Khalil Herbert in college was like just 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 fantastic. So, um, yeah, they're my my number sixteen. I'm back. All right, great. All right. So we're going into our top five now. Going to our top uh, five. I'm going to just say my top five because we already talked about my fifth because we already talked about this team. Um, my fifth was the Texans. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was looking at this running back room and I'm like, not going to lie. This is, this is a really good, good uh, running back room. I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that Philip Lindsay is healthy. Um, if Philip Lindsay, a healthy Philip Lindsay is your RB2, that's great. I think that's good for you. That's good for your team. And I don't. Something tells me this: the that the Texans won't be throwing a lot of passes this year. It depends on what happened with uh, what happens with um, Deshaun Watson, of course. But Philip Lindsay is extremely young. I mean, he's what twenty six, but whatever. Outside of last year, where he was injury riddled, he's had a thousand yards every single year of his career. Um. And last year, obviously, he was injury prone. David Johnson, even on a on a team that was not that good, he still had not, 691 rushing yards, six touchdowns, and 314 receiving yards. So he shows the the pass catching ability too. Mark Ingram is a good veteran presence. I don't really know if he's going to add much to your team, but Rex Burkhead adds a Super Bowl to your team. No Absolutely, you're here. You heard it here first. But no, no um, jokes aside, I think this is still a pretty good, pretty, pretty good group. It's not, it's not a group that I'm going to say, hey, this, this, they're going to have like what, 2,000 collective rushing yards. No, I'm not going to think that. And especially if Deshaun Watson plays, he's still a very mobile QB. He's going to be running the ball a lot too. But I, I still think that this is a really good group. Mark Ingram, yes, I understand that this, he's 31. So that's not as terrible. Last year, he didn't really play. He was, I think he had only 200 yards altogether, and he, he just is not a receiving threat in any way, shape, or form. But we do have to remember that a year ago, he had 1,000 yards in Baltimore. So who knows? And yes, they ran the ball a lot, but we'll see what happens. David Culley is not known as a good passing game coordinator, so I, I'm pretty sure that they'll run the ball a lot. So that was my number five. The Texans were my number five. All right. My number five was the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They were originally higher, but, you know, I was told that Lamar Jackson doesn't count as a running back <laughs> because if he, if he didn't count, they'd be number one. I originally had them at number one, you know, but then you told me the disappointing news and I had to move them down. But 
besides the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't count, which he should, uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Do you, wait, I have a question. Do you actually believe that Lamar Jackson is a running back? No. It's, you, it's all jokes. It's all jokes, man. Okay, okay. Like, seriously, though? <laughs> he had more. He had more yards than both of them. He had more. He had like, let's see, what did he rank in the NFL? He was the ninth highest rusher. Okay, that's more than Zeke. Okay, that's more than Alvin Kamara. I think that he should be considered Logan. Whatever a running back for the purposes of this. Anyway, um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards um, are still. A solid backfield for the Baltimore Ravens. It's um, a really good, actually, a really good backfield. Really good tandem. Uh, they have both had more than seven hundred yards. Uh, so I like, I like, I like. They're and they're both very young, so I like that a lot. But they're since Lamar Jackson doesn't count, I had to not put them that high on the list. But I like, I like what I see out of them. Like they had um. 15 total touchdowns combined. Um, the Ravens are a very run-focused team. Yes, right. Hopefully that will change, but at the moment, they are a very run-heavy team, and I think these two, given another season, they could probably go up on this list. I agree with you here. Um, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are both – the Ravens are number four for me. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are both great running backs. Actually, it's weird. Gus Edwards averaged five point five yards per carry, and um, J.K. Dobbins averaged six yards per carry, which was third in the NFL. Um, and they both had over 130 attempts each mm-hmm. on the year, and that's a really good sign for your, especially when you have Lamar Jackson um, as your QB. That's a really good sign that they still had that type of production on that much. Um, on that much volume and it is because you know the ravens do run a lot but hopefully they they decide to run the ball less with lamar jackson as those as they added receivers but at the same time i agree with you they're, they're this is a really good tandem um none of their name jk Dobbins was one of the players that we said in the draft why the hell did we let the ravens draft <laughs> um jk dobbins but it and it's panning out but and it's weird too that both these guys started having better games towards the end of the season last year than um than at the beginning. So yeah, I agree with you. Number four was the Ravens for me, and you said number five was the Ravens for you. So who's your number four? I'm sorry, I'm looking at my list. I'm not sure if I want to change or not. I'm not sure either. What would you like to change, Logan? Um See, because it involves a team that you already said, you know, like, I don't really like this team. I can't, in good conscience, put them high on the list. So, you is it the Jaguars? No. It's the, it's the Las Vegas Raiders are number okay. four. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't know. I feel like Josh Jacobs and I have a love-hate relationship. Yes, for sure. Even though he doesn't even know who I am, but uh, I really, I really like the guy. You know, um, his yards per carry could have fooled me. Do do kind of irk me, but I think that 
He should have been Offensive Rookie of the Year a year ago, but you know who cares? Nobody. Uh, no one cares. Exactly, you're right. Um, I'm worried though. This offensive line is why are you worried? It's, it's scary. It's pretty terrible, actually. And I don't know who who think who in the right mind thinks it who it thinks it's good. Um, I don't even know who their starters are. Richie Incognito. Alex Leatherwood. Who else? Might be it. <laughs> might be it. They might else? just. Have I mean, two- look, see. I didn't even look. <clears throat> Colt Miller, he's fine. Richie Incognito. Andre James, who I've never even heard of. Um, Denzel Good, who I've never heard of. And Alex Leatherwood, who's a rookie. Okay. Not the offensive line we had last year, who was pretty good, actually. So, but Josh Jacobs, like him a lot. Uh, Kenyon Drake last year <clears throat> almost a thousand yards uh, doesn't really add a receiving threat um, but still almost a thousand yards so you're pairing almost two thousand yard rushers on the same team so that's a good it's a good backfield but then you also have uh, Jalen Richard who is a pretty good receiving back um, and a good like you know third option but the the offensive line is the reason they're so low. And I know it's a running back list, but the offensive line is a big reason why the team is successful. Yes, very much so. And the running backs are successful. So they are number four. All right, so I'm going to number three now. Um, my number three team is the Washington football team. Dang, bro. Which has found it, the Washington football team has found their way onto almost all of our lists so far um, in these last three, whether it be secondary, whether it be wide receiver rooms, and whether it be running back rooms. Let's talk about Washington football team. First off, the disrespect for you to put them in your honorable mention made me, it irks me, Logan, because well, I thought you were good. I said they were close, but not close enough. I, they're close enough. They're not close enough. You said the Texans were better than them, Logan. Uh, incorrect. I had the football team under only the Bears. That's even worse, Logan, because now the Bears. Now we actually took the left tackle from the Bears. Oh, why are you speaking as if you are a football team fan? I like the football team. When have I not liked the football team? We've been rooting for the football team this entire year. Woo! Go football team. Anyway. Football. Anyway, Logan. So. Let's talk about the football team, right? Let's talk about the football team. In terms of rushing, Antonio Gibson is a is a stud. He's great. He's ah. great. Um, I, it's welcome. a good. It's a good. I think it's a good chance next year that he ends up being top five rushing yards leader, especially given the be- the offensive line bolstering. Seven hundred ninety five rushing yards, eleven touchdowns, and only fourteen and only ten starts actually. So, and he averages 4.7 um, yards per attempt. And he's also a very huge receiving threat. 247 mm-hmm. yards, 81% cash percentage. But you want to talk about a receiving threat? Don't even get me started on Mr. J.D. McKissick, Logan. Oh, man. J.D. McKissick, 365 rushing yards and a touchdown. But 589 um, rushing yards and two touchdowns. Logan. He was tied for the second most targets on the team. Wow. 
He has, he had as many targets as local no receivers. They did have no receivers, but at the same time, you're talking about a guy who was third in receiving um, um, receiving yards on this team, and on a team that includes um, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Uh, Peyton Barber is also a really good RB three. He'd be an RB two in a lot of places. Um, he had a pretty up and down career in Tampa Bay last year. He was still pretty efficient, four touchdowns in only two starts, 258 rushing yards. And he's somewhat of a – he's not that big of a receiving threat. But, and also Jarrett Patterson. You add Jarrett Patterson, the guy who I think holds the NCAA record for touchdowns, touchdowns in a game. Stop. Great guy, that one. This is a, this is a good receiving um, – a good rushing um, backfield. And I'm not sure if it has, you know, told you that maybe – this is a good team for you to add in your top ten. Top Who did you leave off the list? What did I leave off the list? Leave me your honorable mentions again. Uh, Panthers, Bills, Packers, Giants, Jaguars, Raiders, Cowboys, and then Texans, Ravens, and now Washington. Who did I leave off the list? Did I leave, you think I left someone off the list? At number three, I have the New Orleans Saints. Okay, you see, I was thinking about my New Orleans Saints, and I was thinking about how much I love Latavius Murray. And because I love Latavius Murray, I didn't mention the New Orleans Saints because I felt as if, look, Latavius Murray has, you know, actually give me the reason why you think they're the third best <laughs> backfield of the league. Beside the fact that Alvin Kamara has yet to reach 1,000 yards, that elusive yards this season. Elusive a thousand rushing yards. I think he did it this season. He hasn't. No. What? Nine hundred and thirty-two. He was. That so is. Soon. It was the COVID game. Um, the elusive a thousand yards for Mr. Alan Kamara. He still finished the year with sixteen hundred all-purpose yards and twenty-one total touchdowns. Great. He's great. Love it. Latavius Murray. He's great. Is a great number two. He great. had. What. 656 yards. About. Pretty good. Uh, Taysom Hill doesn't count as a running back. He's but it's a, a, it's a dip from there. It's a dip from there. Hey, Ty Montgomery is serviceable. It's a dip from there. I don't care. I like to see that one-two punch of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. So you thought that Antonio Gibson and Antonio Gibson, Jarrett Patterson, um, J.D. McKissick, all that were worse yeah. than not, not essentially. Worse. You make it seem like I hate them. It was just. I don't think you you hate. I'm just saying. I don't know if you put the same. I I considered putting the Saints here, and I love um, and I love Latavius Murray. I also know that he's 30 years old. And like I, I said, like I said, it was a very hard list to make, and a lot of these teams could flip flop. So I don't I don't need the hatred. No I don't know if it's flip flop for you, more or less a complete turning it upside down. I think that the football team. Is a good backfield, but and they're only going to get better. Exactly, but they haven't got my yet. number three backfields. Okay, fine. That I'm not saying there's something anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. Well, say, how dare you look at me? And be like, would you leave off the list? Like I made mistakes here. Well, I was just thinking, like, would you actually leave the Saints off the list? Yes, I left the Saints off the list. Okay, well then I don't think you're gonna like the rest of my list. Go to night number two there, bud. We have two left. If I don't like the rest of your list, list, there's a problem. Okay, well, what's your number two? All right, okay. Actually, you told me your number two, buddy. The Cleveland Browns. Okay. 
Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's it. All right. So I have the Cleveland Browns as my number two as well. Okay. So you're fine <laughs> with having two players. Just two just two players. Okay. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is better than Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. I know that's why they're over that's why they're number two and not number three. Okay. Actually, you know what? I could be talking to the Raiders being higher than the, the Saints. Actually, I'm gonna make that correction right now. The oh Saints are, you can't do this shit, Logan. The Raiders are three. You can't keep doing this shit. The, the, the Browns are two. Kareem Hunt. Solid. Could, could probably get a thousand yards in a season if he wanted to. Nick Chubb. Did get a thousand yards. And he could have gotten more, but he got injured. But these two, best duo. In Nick Chubb was injured for like a, a like a good portion of the season. And they. So a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. Anyway, um, best duo in football. I think it's the best. Yeah, and that's why. And Kareem Hunt is also a gigantic, um, receiving threat as well. They both had over a thousand yards from scrimmage. Anytime your your backfield has over a thousand yards, um, from scrimmage or two two people in your backfield have it, you are better than any other team. In the and league. that offensive line is just, just perfect. And, and Nick Chubb almost had, well, he had five point six yards per carry, which is. Very nice. Extremely. Very nice. So, my question to you is, you you said I'm not going to like the rest of your list. Though. I don't know. I, I really, I just, I don't know. I don't know who you would have. Can you give me your number one or should I give you mine? Give me your number one, Logan. I have the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Who do you have? I have the Indianapolis Colts. As oh, well. let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is crazy. Four out of our top fives are the same. What? Oh, well, the Texans you had lower. Three out of, three out of five. Yeah, so... Because you didn't like the Raiders. Nah. Anyway, Jonathan Taylor. Love him. Love him a lot. Uh, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. Clearly the lead back there. But, you know, we got Marlon Mack, who unfortunately tore his ACL, I think. Tore his ACL. Kind of one-year deal. But, you know, before that, he yeah. was... A thousand yard rusher, yeah, and a nine hundred yard rusher. So, Hines, who's a great receiver. Naheem Himes came in, was solid. Jordan Wilkins played a little bit. He was all right. Just all right, Logan. Just all right. You know, he only had three hundred yards, but you know he averaged twenty yards a game. But I think it's a very they got they got their star. They got Marlon Mack, who hopefully comes back and can still succeed. And they got that depth. They have a lot of depth. I think I like to see when two of your RBs can be RB1s. And Naheem Himes also can catch the football very well. I think his, his, um, yeah, almost 500 yards. His cash percentage was crazy up there, too, I believe. 82.9%. 82.9%. Jonathan Taylor has a 92.9% and yeah. 92.3%. And Jordan Wilkins has 75%. What um, a- he only caught what? Well, he caught 36, 36 balls. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. Like much for the game. Okay, Indianapolis, we see you. All right, so we didn't have that receiving core up to par, and then you'll be good. T.Y. Hilton just can't disappear off the face of the earth. Like he All right, so top five for me. 
the Colts, the Browns, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Ravens. I'm going to say my top five, the Colts, the Browns, the Washington football team, the Ravens, and the Texans. Look at us. Top two honorable mentions, the Bears and the football team. Top two honorable mentions here, the Cowboys and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. like it. I like it, Logan. Look at us. There's, there's no, no hatred this, this week. No, Not as much as I thought there would be. I was hoping. But see, this list was just so hard to make. There wasn't it really a- was, but it makes – because it was really hard to make, and we actually tested all my tabs. <laughs> we didn't have as much discourse as I thought we would. But actually, we had a little bit of discourse. Obviously, we have the disagreement about where Washington should be placed. And I think you, in your heart of hearts, know that you undervalued them. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I did. But, you know, I originally had the Rams on my list. Good thing I changed they that. They are the epitome of expendability. <laughs> oh, can we put that on a... On a t-shirt, the, the Cowboys are the epitome of expendability. Not really, because none Zeke of their... is expendable. Get no, me. no, they're not. They're not the epitome of it because they actually pay their receivers. The wow, Rams, right, once they right. receive, or well, pay their running. Malcolm back. Brown, decent last year, gone. Where go? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Right. Todd Gurley, really? why does he get paid? Got paid? They're like, never mind. Todd Gurley, bro. I don't even know. He was visiting with the Lions. Like, is that what your career has come to, Todd? <laughs> Is that really what it's come to? You know, I was gonna, I was been looking at the lines too. I want to see. I can't wait to watch DeAndre Swift next year. Yo, if if Carryon Johnson was still on the Lions, I would have said Peterson. What? And Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I would have said that they were a solid RB uh, room. Plus, they have like they have a good offensive line now. Frank Rag now. Uh, what? What is his name? Why am I P nice Sewell? P.I.S., you know. Yeah, the uh, Eagles, though, running back room. Yo, <laughs> did, you know, I actually looked at, I was looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles running back room. I was like, no. The, the Eagles, Eagles the, if the Eagles, if you looked at them, maybe, I don't know, a couple years ago. Miles Sanders, you know, he was, he's Gucci. Boston Scott's good for two games against the Giants a year. Of course, always. Kenny Gainwell, we love him. Love Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Jordan Howard, God, the Bears. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Bears really best. He was the second leading rusher his rookie year, and then what happened? Everything just went to shit. Everything just went to shit. And then who else do they have? They have uh, – that's someone else. I forget now. The Eagles just – Eagles are always a mess. I can't wait to see. No, I don't. They don't get any praise in any of these. Lists. We gotta, we gotta go to an Eagles game this year. We gotta go to Tank Bowl, Logan. Can we, can we make that a mission this year? Go to Tank Bowl. Let's, let's go to Tank Bowl, Philly, Philly, because we're gonna. The Eagles are gonna be bad next year, right? Eagles playing. Let's because if 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 there's a Tank Bowl in Philly, we're going to that game. I don't know. I have it on good authority from someone who's incredibly biased. I would carry on Johnson went to the Eagles. That the Eagles are going to win the division or some shit. Who said that? Not win the division. Maybe like eight to nine. I'm looking games. at it. There are no tank bowls in the look. I'm looking at Detroit, Philly, but that's in Detroit, Logan. And I don't think we're going to. I don't to... really want to go to Detroit, bro. I'm um, looking at. Ah, nah. Would you take a. The you Raiders. Take a... But that's, that's a way. And that's tickets are five eighteen. The doubt. Wait, Logan. Why is the Monday night football game thirty two dollars? 
That's crazy. Maybe that means it's a tank bowl. You know what we gotta do? We gotta definitely we, we need to go to a tank bowl. I'm looking at the Jets game too. That that I mean that look game. at the end of the season. They play like all of the NFC East teams. Why is that? That's so weird. Like the last <laughs> the last week twelve six, six games, games of the season they play one, two, three, four. They play five of their six divisional games at the end of the season. They must have. They must have forgotten about this. They must have made the schedule and they're like, huh? You know, we gotta go to. We gotta go to a tank bowl. One, there will be a tank bowl game this year that the Six Sports Podcast will attend. Well, will so why don't we just wait until we see how good the NFC East does, and then we'll just pick from these these games at the end of the season. The biggest. I'm looking at maybe the biggest tank bowl we might do is week thirteen. What's that? Jets at Jets. They're not tanking for anyone. They're already tanks. If only the Raiders and the Lions were at. They're tanking for Hamilcar Rashad Jr., Logan. I don't know what you're talking about. No one's tanking for him, bro. Kevon Thibodeau. No offense. Who's the the Steelers? Who are they tanking? Anyway, Logan, let's let's move on to some hot takes, shall we? Hot takes, my favorite part of this. My favorite part of the week. I love this is this has turned into like a like a good a good um part of the week, right? So I have a couple. I'm gonna let's start with the NFL since we're just coming off the NFL conversation. And there's a hot take tweet that actually transitions perfectly wow. into the into the mm-hmm. NBA. I forgot I deleted my photos app. Oh, hold on. oh my god. Hey man, I delete a lot of things. Deleted a lot of things in a in a what do we say about leaving our, our personal problems outside of this podcast? Hey, hey, man, I'm leaving my personal problems. Huh? You, you know me. You sound give a shit how you feel. You know what? Fuck you, man. Anyway, NFL takes for 2020 at Dan. Clapped Dan. My fault. Clapped Dan? Clapped Dan. This was 58 minutes before I uh, we started recording. Oh, dang. So some NFL takes for 2021. Let's. I'm going to, he has five takes here. All right, I'm gonna give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'm gonna give a you're stupid or whatever. You're stupid or hey. Oh, no, let's not call it potential listeners. Stupid. Yeah, I feel kind of bad. I feel like I was kind of harsh to that Raiders guy last week, and he actually seemed like a pretty nice guy. He did actually like he did not give you that much shit at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna say we think an <laughs> opinion, or I like what you're saying, bud. All right, so all let's right. talk about let's talk. So at Clap Dan said, the NFL takes for 2021. Washington football team is ass. They went 7-9 and nine with the easiest oh, yeah. in the league and have fits at QB. Sir, please. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I need to hear that again. After I heard Washington football team is ass, I kind of stopped listening. I was just fueled by anger. So what you just said? He said, Washington football team is ass. They went 7-9 and nine with the easiest schedule in the league and have fits at QB. What, what first first time yeah, was the, the football team is winning the division. First, tell me what his favorite team is. I don't know what his favorite team just, is. Just just do some research real quick. I need to, I need to know. <laughs> do you need this information? I do because it really just because if it's the Cowboys, I'm gonna go in and slap the shit out of this guy. <laughs> I thought we were being up. No, <laughs> I can't stand for this slander, bro. Clap, Dan. <laughs> what is he a Cowboys fan? No. <laughs> what? I just read his um uh, this his Twitter bio, so he's from Minnesota. But it's, I masturbate to Kirk Cousins highlights. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, anyway, <clears throat> Mr. Dan, I'm gonna come in and slap slap you. Um, one, don't disrespect Ryan Fitzpatrick. He may have his problems, 
but he was he's great. Apparently, the receivers like working with him. They describe him as fun. True. John, Ron, John Rivera. Ron Rivera. I just went deaf and Jesus, I'm so angry. Ron Rivera is a good head coach. Okay. Number number three, they upgraded the receiving core, which was a big problem for them last year. They got Terry McLaurin, great. Curtis Samuel, good. Uh, Logan Thomas, solid tight end. They got Antonio Gibson. We just talked about that backfield. That backfield is loaded, as I have now come to realize. Uh, that offensive line, getting better. The defense. We talked about the defense, my friend. That defensive line is a is is, is scary. That secondary. Number two, in my opinion, but no one doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, in terms of points allowed last year, they were fourth. Fourth. And then they upgraded their linebacker core, which was their weak point. And he said, to his point, saying that they went seven and nine with the easy schedule. They, they went like- seven and nine with Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and Taylor Heineke. If they can go seven and nine with those teams, those <laughs> quarterbacks, they can win the division with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Honestly. They, this team is going to win the division. This team will be overall. This team. I can't believe that's. Cause I don't think that that's not a good tape because Dwayne Haskins, you had him for like five games. who And he was trash in every single one of them. The fact Alex, that they went 7-9 with those four cornerbacks is. I applaud them. And then they gave the Buccaneers probably their hardest. Their hardest game. It was, it was their hardest game. Playoffs. So that is a big fat L from you, sir. Alex Smith, first off, was first off. Let me say this: literally, Alex Smith was the best QB out of their that entire group, and he was coming off like a life-threatening injury. So, right, exactly. So, I'm gonna have to ask you to rewind, rethink your life, and don't bring that shit into this podcast again. And this is only his first take. Yes. Also, side note: my boss is so confident in the football team that he thinks they're gonna go to the NFC Championship game. And I was like, dang, you have some balls on you, sir. <laughs> anyway, um, should I get a Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ow, that's a big thumbs down. Should Rethink. I get a Ryan Fitzpatrick Washington football team jersey? I mean... I don't have a Ryan Fitzpatrick This will be the first year that Ryan Fitzpatrick makes the playoffs in his, what, 19-year career or some shit like that? That is crazy. Um, Chargers, 49ers, Vikes, and Pats take big steps upwards. Okay, Chargers... <laughs> Yes. I hope to God. I they, All the stars, are, all, all the cards are on the table. Justin Herbert is, is great. The, yeah, improve the offensive line. Uh, improve the defense. This new head coach, you, you seem to like him. I'm like, you know, whatever. I, I'm a little bit hesitant. But Chargers, yes, I think they're on the up. Who's the next one? Uh, the 49ers. 49ers, absolutely. They're right back in. Championship contention. Offensive line is good. Running back is good. Defense is better. Vikings. I know. I know you hate. I, I want to see the Vikings. I hate the Vikings. I just think from last year to next year, I think people are project projecting such a far jump that I think they need to simmer down a little bit. I think they'll improve. I think Kirk Cousins. Is a decent I'm not expecting anything from him anymore. <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook, of course, is great. Um, the defense did draft some players. Um, I'm not seeing anything, though, that is saying, hey, this team is going to go to, like, playoff contention or, like, high yeah, C contention. As long as, you know, I like 
The Vikings can do really whatever they want in the playoffs unless the Saints are there. They That's... are going to improve, though, I believe. And who's last one? The Pats. <sighs> I agree. I agree. I think they'll improve, but, like... That defense is definitely there. That defense got defense, better. They're going to get the defense back. A lot of people Their offense for sure got better. A lot of players opted out. Um, uh, well, Jalen Mills basically subtracts any semblance of growth on that defense. And then Nelson Aguilar is your number one receiver. No disrespect to him, but the offense, they did and didn't improve. They did improve it, but so nothing that makes me uh, excited to watch Patriots games. So, you know, I give him a thumbs up. Good, good take. All right, it gets worse, though. Um, yes. Neither Bucks or Chiefs will be the one seed. Please shut the hell up, sir. <laughs> Uh, the Bucks literally returned every single player that they had on the Super Bowl roster, and the NFC has so many question marks in it that I don't know who is going to be what seed. Is this is this um where it's is this a terrible thing to say? The Bucks will easily sweep their division. The Bucks are the only team that I can confidently say, hey, they're going to be good. The literally, if you run down every single team, you're like, well, I have a little bit of, I have some questions about this team. Unless Tom Brady's arm falls off, the Bucks are going to be the number one seed, and there's really no one I can see taking that from them. In all honesty, you don't even need to have Brady. If you had like a somewhat competent QB, Kyle Trask, Noah. No, Kyle Trask Super is not winner. A Blaine Gabbert, Noah. If he, he retired, I think. Damn but it. if you had a somewhat competent QB on that roster. Add Kirk Cousins to this roster. They make the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry. No, don't say <laughs> no, that. No, okay, my fault. My That's fault. But a somewhat competent QB, this team is this is not a team that is, you know, like not bred for success. So um, anyway, Buccaneers, I would f- I would disagree with that. Chiefs, I want to disagree, but I'm less confident than I am with the Buccaneers. Because the AFC is fairly it. competitive. It, the Bills could get it. The Ravens could get it. The Colts could get it. But we uh, also forget. I forgot. I This was the same thing that I thought going into last season. And the Chiefs still somehow went like, what, 14 and 2? Right. However, the Chiefs addressed their. No, not addressed. I'm sorry. They completely obliterated <laughs> their only need in the offseason. So. Um, they're just gonna have a fortress around Patrick Mahomes. So have fun sacking him. Uh, then, I feel more confident in the Buccaneers getting the number one seed than I do the Chiefs. Although yes. I still think the Chiefs will get the number one seed. Um, he said so. That's so, a that take you don't that's like. A, that's a good job. Also, rethink your life. Um, Titans regressing even with Julio. We talked about this earlier. On the regressing. Podcast. Regressing, yeah. I, I, they, yeah, good. That one's good. We agree with that one. I don't Wilson, know. Wilson and Fields will disappoint. What are we expecting from them? Is the real I question. Mean, right. I mean, Justin Fields is expected to be Chicago's future quarterback. So, I, he, am I, wait, am I crazy? I don't, I think when we look outside of T Law, obviously, I think when we look, Justin Fields may be not now and definitely not soon, but. Because also, what does he have around him? He doesn't have anything around him. I think T-Law might be the most successful this year. I don't think Wilson's going to disappoint. 
I don't know. I you are saying that with the hopeful optimism. I you see the optimism in life. You see the like you know the what? I'm gonna life. take that optimism and kill it. Because this is the best receiving core that I've seen with the Jets in like years. That is depressing. That is really depressing. That is so depressing. But also, I don't, I don't saying that they'll just, they'll disappoint. They'll disappoint. Um, it's hard to disappoint when you only play like half the season for Justin Fields. I mean, yeah, I, I think I'll play more than that. Um, and what are we expecting from Wilson? We're not expecting much. Uh, excuse me. They're expecting him to be their franchise quarterback. You're expecting a lot. Well, you're not expecting. Are we really expecting? Him to have like a Justin, um, a Justin Herbert type season. We're yeah, not. Hope. I just hope that he doesn't absolutely suck. He's, I don't think he's gonna suck because oh, you wanna, you... we can't. We cannot lie and forget that Adam Gase existed. Adam Gase happens for two years. If you look at his worst years, Sam Donald under Todd Bowles was actually somewhat somewhat okay. Somewhat okay. I think he was like twenty four and twelve. Stop giving me the eyes. <laughs> the Adam Gase eyes. We can't forget that, t- like, t- Adam Gase happens. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't think that either of them are going to fail. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. Do- Again, we're not expecting much of them. But, you know, you never know. Um, And so what do you feel about that one? It's uh, not, 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 not that bad of a take. I mean, I don't really, like, disagree with it a lot. But also, I don't really agree with it a lot. Kind of in the middle. And somebody replied to him saying, Fitz is better than Smith, though. Also, who's your number one number one seed in the NFC for you, then? Dan says, no, Smith is easily better. Bro, I'm sorry, <laughs> but man literally was not good last year. Maybe in his entire career, because... But we're not talking about entire career. We're talking about currently. Because currently, that's all that matters with what he was saying. So, currently, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not awful in Miami. He was actually okay. He actually stayed, maybe, as the starter. He actually was serviceable. Alex Smith, statistically, was not very good. No, he wasn't. Okay. Um, so and his number one seed is the Niners. Niners. Okay. I could see it happening, but the Buccaneers are better than them. Um, next guy says, the kid goey at kid, the kid goey. Says, as a Ravens fan, I really hate when the Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, and AFC North rivals get better, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true. I don't know if the Cincinnati Bengals, they got better from where they, they were at last they year. Don't but... worry. The Tennessee Titans got worse. So I don't know if the, even if the Steelers, I don't know if they got better. Probably the Steelers <laughs> moved in a straight line, so you're good. Who else is there? Who's, is the the Bowie. Bears? No, not the Bears. Who else is in there? The bank, the Browns, and the Chiefs. You know, oh, the Browns, the Browns got better. They did, in fact. The Titans, I don't think the Titans got better. The Titans regressed, my <laughs> friend. And don't worry, you have their number now. Um, so for you, the kid, uh, this is really about the reply, but for you at the kid, Goey, you're fine. The you Ravens, fine. the Ravens definitely didn't get better, but they didn't get as worse as we did. All they need to do is figure out how to beat the Chiefs, yeah, which. Is has been hard for them, but they that's all I gotta do. Um at but KFB two three gaming at NYZL two four seven one oh four eight five. I wonder if that's, that's a lot of numbers. Who cares? Said y'all might be a first round exit again. Y'all should tank for one season. Bro, who is this man and what is his favorite team? <sighs> I don't No, you gotta look these things up because it's important. Oh look, hold on. 
But what do you think about that? Sir, that is the dumbest thing you could possibly say. Why do you say have, that? Because why the hell would you tank in Lamar's final year in his contract? You have the this the when your quarterback is on that rookie deal, it's the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl with him. Win it while they're cheap, and then you can surround them with players. There's nothing that wrong with the team that they, they can't even tank. They're too good to tank. I don't I don't I don't know what his favorite team is. I'm the Ravens are a top three team in this conference. Shut the hell up. You really think so? Yes, they're the third best team. It must it must take no you. no 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 in the AFC we own that back. No fourth or fifth as the Bills exist. Yeah, the Chiefs, the Bills, Ravens. And the Browns. Oh shit! I forgot the Browns. Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Ravens. Yeah. Colts. Colts. Yeah. I'm not gonna put the Colts over the Ravens. Bengals. Then. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Who are you putting over the under the Ravens? Then I, I said I, I would put the Colts under the Ravens. Oh, that's so, what I said. Uh, underneath them. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, the- that's the dumbest thing you could have ever said. They're not tanking. It yeah. does. I. They could. They can't even tank. They're too good to tank. So this is another uh, so Titans. You based, rethink your life. This is another Titans based question. <laughs> Titans, gotta love them. Love, I love. Are now. they too hard on the Titans? You know what, Logan? No, because last year, every time I think I am, and then I'm like, wait, no, no, right? Because okay, but this is why I knew it. Because look, last year I said the Titans weren't going to be good, and I was severely wrong. I said it was a right. fluke, right? And I. I took my lap of shame for the, that, and I can't wait to take my victory lap on this one too, because the Titans are not good. good. Anyway, so at Dylan, Dylan at Muski twenty two says, could be but won't. Guarantee Titans tank this year. They blew last year. Julio will be out eight to ten games. Brown will miss three. Tannehill will throw, throw career high interceptions. Okay, well, number one, they're not tanking. They're not tanking. But not with the, the second. They're not tanking in that division. It's literally impossible because they they have to put the Texans and the Jaguars twice. Yes. Each. So that's a guaranteed four wins right there. Well, first off, let me look at the Ryan Tannehill. What is his career? Ryan like? Tannehill is not terrible. Like, he's I not terrible. He's not but, terrible at all. Well, first off, be advised that this isn't even this isn't even about um This his. isn't about the offense because one, you can't project injuries. So don't even be like, oh, who's going to miss 8 to 10 games? You don't know that. No, I'm saying this isn't about this. It's not even about this certain take. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's highest career interception um, thrown was 13 in his rookie year. Oh, 17 in his um, second. We don't care about anything regarding the Dolphins. But look, this isn't, a, this isn't about that guy, Steve. It's about the. No, I, I'm just saying that this guy. Should shut the hell up. Yeah. So, the, Titans, the Titans' problems are defensively, not offensively. You can't project injuries, so you can't. You can't be that. Speculation is great. We're all is, for speculation. Yeah. It is. You can't speculate injuries. It is eight thirty and it's super sunny outside. I don't care if it's, it looks dark to me. I can't even see through my curtains. Anyway, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick well, is a good quarterback. Julio Jones and AJ Brown, when healthy, which you can't Ryan Tannehill, you mean? You said Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Same thing. Not really. I take that back. <laughs> AJ Brown and Julio Jones went healthy, which we are assuming they are because you can't say that they're not going to be until they get injured. They are uh, two very good wide receivers. Derrick Henry, 
I don't know who can stop him other than Robert Spillane. Now, defensively is where we have our issues. That is the reason they're going to be they're going to be banned this year. Let's talk about this. Okay. The guy that replied to this, right? TJ Pegram at TJ underscore one eight five six. Wow, your curtains are great. Why? I don't know. It's like I thought there, it really. I thought it was like nighttime for you, but it's like it is really bright outside, right? And it's not really bright. It's like it's like getting dark. Anyway, whatever. At TJ Pegram at TJ underscore one eight five six says you don't watch football, huh? Right. Exactly. Our defense was the problem last year. Oh, look at self awareness. They addressed that pretty significantly. Oh no! Our, our offense just got even better. Okay, my friend. Can I say something real quick? Real quick. Right. Given your offense where it was last year and what you lost, and given what you have now, your offense is in the same exact place. Uh. I'm because. Johnny Smith, Corey Davis, and Johnny Smith, and Adam Humphreys equals. Yeah, I would say yeah, you're right. Will <laughs> Jones. Oh, and actually worse, and the loss of Arthur Smith too. All right, um, buddy, buddy. What do you mean addressed? Addressed what? Pretty significantly, buddy. Because you're you're um you addressed your pass rushing situation, which was terrible last year. You got Bud Dupree, and you got Danico Autry, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your secondary, you lost your top three corners in Adore Jackson, uh, was Malcolm Butler, and who else? Help me out, Noah. Adore Jackson, Malcolm Butler, um, who else was on this team? Anyway, it was a corner, it was some sort of safety. Okay, that's important. Um, shit, hold on, let me look look. for my argument. You need it for your argument, you said? It's important for my argument, man. Kevin, uh, Kenny Vaccaro, do they still have him? Kenny safety. Kenny Vaccaro. <sighs> Shit. Anyway, you lost your top Desmond two. King, they lost. Oh, Desmond King, right, who you traded for in, in that same season, and then you got rid of him. Okay, anyway. So, you are now starting or relying on Caleb Farley, who we don't know if he's going to be healthy. Christian Fulton and uh, Elijah Molden, who are all either second year or rookie players, and Janoris Jenkins to be your start, and Dane Crookshank as your starting strong safety. So secondary clearly got worse. Pass rush is got better, but you know, is Bud Dupree going to be good? I've been saying this. Is Bud Dupree going to be as good as he was in Pittsburgh when he had didn't have when he had T.J. Watt playing? Alongside of him, um, offense, like you said, kind of stayed the same. It, it's I think the, it's, the addition of Julio Jones is is damaged by the loss of Johnny Smith, the loss of Corey Davis, the loss of Adam Humphreys. Uh, so I don't know how we, we gotta keep. How, how many times do I keep saying this about the Titans? They're not going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah. <laughs> we always they're not that. tanking. They're not tanking, but at the same time, they're not. We shouldn't. I don't, I don't want Tennessee fans to start um, getting Titans 2021 Super Bowl champ tattoos, you know? Yeah, don't do that. That's, or even AFC just, Championship tattoos. Just because Julio Jones is on your team doesn't mean you're great. Okay? Yeah. 
Um, and then let's finally go move on the transition. A hot take: The NFL requires more coaching than the NBA by at Peck Burner. Easy, yeah, that makes sense. What? The NFL requires more coaching than the NBA. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, that's not a easy thing. But let's let's move on to the NBA stuff. Hot take: But the NBA playoffs by first off by Neamond at Ryan Neamond. Hot take: But the NBA playoffs might be more pleasant to watch without a beast like LeBron on the floor. Gives others a chance to shine more like Luca. I agree. Uh huh. A, pe- a lot of people They're were both like, out of the playoffs now. So who are we supposed to watch? I don't know. Trey Young. No. You don't want to watch Trey Young? Why not? No. Because he doesn't play defense. No. Donovan Mitchell. You love Donovan Mitchell. I love Donovan Mitchell. I watch him, and I watch Devin Booker. But that's the thing, you know. A lot of people are saying like, "Oh, LeBron's out. There's no draw. Why are we?" Like, who well, gives off, a shit about LeBron anymore? Oh my god. First off, you still have Kyrie, KD, and James Harden on one team in the East. So, and you have they're playing Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Mister I don't show up to the playoffs. And then you got Devin Booker, who's and Chris Paul leading the Phoenix Suns to success for the first time in what seventeen thousand years. You have the more Jazz, like, more like eight years. Or the Jazz, like who have been and the Jazz, who were like, oh, the Jazz are terrible. We said that, but. You got Donovan Mitchell leading the Jazz to a number one seed, and you got the Clippers getting that redemption, well, redemption story going with trying to prove that they're not chokers. And you, you don't got, need LeBron in the playoffs to be happy. You got Nikola Jokic, the MVP, and you got Ben Simmons shooting free throws. And lack of lack thereof. You got and I know I know LeBron's in the playoffs. I know. Our favorite player ever, Russell Westbrook's out in the playoffs. I like Russell Westbrook. You just hate him for no he's reason. He's so overrated and not even. Don't say that. Don't don't say that. He's overrated. I think he's rated exactly where he needs no, to be. He, okay, I'm going to stop talking about him because this isn't going to be a tangent on <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I'm just saying that we don't need LeBron. We have plenty of players and storylines and matchups to watch. And the NBA is great. Even though NBA I haven't is. watched a single second of playoff basketball. But you've been You've been working, buddy. I have been working, so you're you're forgiven. I am thinking about basketball. How about that? Okay. Look. I just thought of all those storylines. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I actually, I I know what's going on. Excuse me. Um. Anyway. No, I next, do know what's going on. I do know what's going on. I, I, have it, I have not missed the game, Logan. I haven't That's missed. That's why I have you here for you yeah. to inform me on what's happening. So next, happy fun sons. Okay, now that I see that username, maybe biased. All right, what do you got for me? At Leighton yeah. underscore KC says, hot take. If LeBron stays in the West, he won't make another finals appearance. That's, not really, that, ha- that's really that's not, that not hot that of a take, take, buddy. I don't. But, hey, every team in the West is getting better. Every team is getting better. Except for the Rockets. The Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. is a beast, bro. And the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves could be good next year. And- the, the Kings, they're sorry. The Kings, I'm sorry. The Kings are forever doomed. I don't, I, ah. but I think that's not really that hot of a take. It's, but I don't want to say that now because I said that after he, when he went to the West, I was like, he's not going to make it. Not going to lie. The like, bubble, the bubble is different than the regular NBA. LaFraud? 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 Like, in all honesty, I think the bubble, NBA bubble, 
you saw teams like Milwaukee get almost swept by the. You saw the Heat make the finals. The only thing from the NBA bubble that has remained true is the the Phoenix Suns. Oh, actually, good. Amazing. (laughs) That's a fact. And that was without Chris Paul. That was with Kelly Oubre Jr. (laughs) Right. The the Heat made the finals. The Bucks lost in the first round. The Clippers. I mean, they almost lost to the Mavericks again, but the Clippers lost to the Mavericks. Uh, Dame Dollar was great, and he still is great, but they didn't they didn't do as great as they wanted to. Uh, TJ Warren was the talk of the town. Ooh, breaking news! Breaking news! Chad Ochocinco just got knocked out in the fourth round. Of the the undercard of the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight. Why is that happening? What the hell is wrong with this? Anyway, Logan, continue what you were saying. I don't know. TJ Warren was the the best. Oh, yeah. TJ Warren was like Michael Jordan. Honestly. Warren 50 a night. And people are like, oh, my gosh, TJ Warren. And where's TJ Warren now? What's he doing? Huh? I don't don't think he's played a lick of basketball in 2021. But uh, the bubble is like. A hazy dream that everyone wakes up from, and they're like, "What? What was? Was that? Did that actually happen?" Or it was weird. It was just like a book. It was like something you see in a movie. And maybe the Lakers never even won the championship. I feel like we shouldn't take away the twenty twenty championship. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But at the same time, I'm also saying that maybe a lot of shit. Things were different in the bubble. James Harden was going out doing things he shouldn't have been doing. I almost got got someone kicked off the team. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I do agree if he stays in. I mean, first off, he is staying in the West. He's not going anywhere. Right. I. He. I mean. Um, he, he's staying in the West. He's yeah. Right. He's staying. staying. Uh, but also, he's thirty six. Let's. He's thirty six. Let's let's calm down. He doesn't need to make another finals appearance. Um. Next, the last hot take by Zlatan at Zlatan 4 Hot take, Jason Tatum is the most overrated player in the NBA. That's what, was a, that, what was that, Noah? That's a stupid-ass take. Okay, first of all, most overrated? No. I just. I don't said, think he's overrated at all. I wish he was on a better team. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. I love Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're so good. But you don't like the Celtics. I, I did. They were my adopted team last year. Really? In the bubble, after the Blazers got knocked out. The, bu- the bubble never happened, Logan. Right, the bubble never happened. So, I don't know. I, I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's overrated at all. Also, he's like, what, 20? I think he averaged 30 points this year. And <laughs> <laughs> He averaged 26 points this year, seven rebounds. On probably career high from sh- shooting from two points on twos from the field. He was- I'm sorry. He was a superstar this year. I don't think. I think that when my, when my player rankings, my top twenty-five under twenty-five, come out, I might see Jason yeah. Tatum a lot sooner than yeah. you. Yeah, and you have Trey Young anywhere close to the top ten. I'm gonna rip that. Okay, Trey Young is in the top ten. Uh, you haven't watched a look of NBA ba- playoff basketball. You sh- you should know that Trey Young's averaging like thirty-five and ten in the playoffs. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I apologize. But you had him at three last year. You had Ben Simmons at two. Don't ever talk to me again about... Ben Simmons has his flaws, but he might be in the top 10. Okay, anyway. 
I already mentioned the most overrated player in basketball. Russell Westbrook is not West, the most Russell Westbrook. I think Damian Lillard is the most overrated player in basketball. Bro, <laughs> bro, just because he's great doesn't mean you got to hate him. I know. I like Dame. You know I like Dame. Dame is the greatest. Who is the most overrated player in basketball? Christoph Porzingis. No, he's rated exactly where he needs to be. Okay, people are finally starting to see, me included. Let's let's we could put that in. We could put that in our next. Um, is Paul George our next, overrated? Our next graphic. Who's the next? Paul George is not overrated. Is Jimmy Butler overrated? No. Is Ben Simmons overrated? We had to answer that question the other week. Ben Simmons is not overrated. I think Ben Simmons needs to. We need to stop expecting more from him. Yeah, because we have to give up on expecting anything from him because he clearly doesn't give a shit. <laughs> because if he did, <laughs> he would have developed a jump shot by now. Okay, but he hasn't. So we have to stop expecting the good out of him. Okay, he doesn't give a fuck. All right. Thank he you. doesn't care. Okay. All he cares about is getting those rebounds and getting those assists and defending. Okay. Anyway, next, we're done with our hot takes. Logan got his little rants out. Okay. It's college football. It's a college football summer, Logan. Not a hot boy summer. Not a hot girl summer, but a CFB summer. I don't care what anyone says. At this time last year, we didn't even know if college football was going to happen. They said, huh? But it did. But it did. Now we know college football is going to happen. We know a lot of tailgating is back. (sighs) Full capacity is back, Logan. And with full capacity comes full speculation and comes full. We are going to hate on a lot of college football teams and love on a lot of college football players and teams this summer, Logan. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? We started. We did our rankings. Bro, I have so many players. <laughs> My favorite player is here now. <laughs> we did our, our, our rankings are for offensive players um, this past week. Ah. And it was the harsh thing I've ever had to do. And you best believe that no Georgia players appeared on any of those. <laughs> you know, and it's so it's so sad. We didn't we didn't even try to give the hate to Georgia. We it wasn't even right. about like it. last year. We may have been a little mean, a little bit. But were we though? Because some of the players well, that people they had were good. A lot of the players that people said had to be up weren't up. We we made it a point not to put like Mr. Sean, Sean Wade on our list, and you saw what happened to him. Look, we saw exactly what happened to him, but uh, embarrassing. He was shit. murdered on live television. Okay, we saw we called Mike. We called Micah Parsons the best linebacker in the in um in college football. He ended up being the first linebacker off the board in the college in the NBA NFL draft. So hey, I think hey, look at that. Look at us. Every, awesome, every player we ranks got drafted. I'd like to say. I don't think that happens. <laughs> I'm gonna look. But Kyle look. Pitts. Was third on a tight end list. That didn't happen. Kyle Pitts is not a tight end, Logan. He doesn't have a position. He's positionless. Exactly. Um, All right, let's get to the point here. What are we doing? We are doing which college football teams should be eliminated from their respective Power Five conferences. This was a list that it's not to disrespect any college football team, and they're absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) There is nothing. Except disrespect happening here. We're gonna we're gonna run through these real quick. Uh mm. Logan, I mean I don't start? think we'll start with uh what's the worst conference, the worst power five conference? Uh 12. There you go. Anyway, 
So let's talk about the Pac-12, Logan. Okay. Who did you say doesn't, shouldn't be on, um, should be eliminated from? I don't know if we even put these. Do we put these teams into their own conference and call it their? Uh, <laughs> all independent now. Uh, group of. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a group of embarrassment. <clears throat> All right. I have anyway. the uh, Oregano State Beavers. <laughs> because... <laughs> I was not expecting that pronunciation. Okay, the Oregon State Beavers, right? Yeah, the Oregon State Beavers, the home, um, the 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 team of Hamilton Rashad Jr. So of course, like the that. only bright spot in their terrible recent history. Yeah. Um, since I went back to the time they joined the Pac-12, actually no. The time the Pac-12 transitioned from the Pac-10 to the Pac-12, which is in 2011. Yeah. They have had two bowl appearances. One winning season? One winning season. season, Since 2014, the most wins they've had in a season is five. Uh, The worst season in that time span has been 2017, where they went one and 11. Uh... And I get an 0 and 9 in conference play. They went 0 and 9 twice in conference play in since 2011. So, and the most wins they've gotten in the last one, two, five years, six years, are they seven years? Is two, three, four, sorry, four, four wins. So, I agree with you. I see nothing promising about this team. I don't even know who's on this team anymore. Outside of Hamill Carvershed Jr. Uh, he's gone though. He's he left. Oh uh, shoot. So who is he on the, right now? Is he on the who is on this team? <laughs> Hamill uh, on the New York football jets. That's not the <laughs> <laughs> New York football jets. Okay, who is on the Oregon State Beavers though? Like, anybody important? I don't know if there's anybody important. They no. do not have detailed roster information for this school at this time, so they don't even care. So I, you know, football reference doesn't give a shit, so I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. Oregon State was my uh, team that I was thinking of. I also saw Arizona was pretty bad, but you know. I also was looking at Colorado too, but I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm not gonna disrespect Joel Colorado. That's isn't that? No, that wasn't. Um, that's not where uh Josh Allen went, is it? No, that's Wyoming. He went to Wyoming. Ah, Wyoming doesn't exist. No, anyway, it's not in state. It's basically the same thing as Colorado. They're let's, the same state, so you know, I, I get your confusion. Let's go up. Let's go up one conference. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Ah, this was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> uh, clearly, Mr. Basketball School, Kansas, Jayhawks, are f- literally the worst team ever. They, since 2010, they have had three, a maximum of three wins since 2010. They've won a Bowl yeah. game since 2008. Um... Last year they went 0 and 8 in conference play, 0 and 9 overall. Les Miles was there, and then now you know he he he's his stuff. He's not even there anymore. Since 2009, they have seven conference wins. Stick to basketball, Kansas. Stick to basketball, Kansas. Remember when Kansas tried to start a rivalry with um Baker Mayfield? Does Kansas even have like a player that we know? Oh, Puka. um, Puka Williams. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Kansas should stick to basketball. A lot, of these, a lot of these teams should stick to basketball, man. A lot of these teams should stick to basketball. Um, 
Obviously, Kansas shouldn't be in the Big 12. Kansas wouldn't even make it in a power. Kansas group should of be in, like, the MAC. And get killed. Or the Conference the USA. Kansas can't take the MAC. The MAC is one of the most fun conferences. Fine, the put them in the Sun Belt. Don't do not do the Sun Belt like that. Don't do... I mean, they don't deserve a conference because they suck. Anyway, it wasn't one of our rankings, the QB rankings. See, they come from the Sun Belt. Yeah. I know a group of five teams in our QB rankings, just spoiler alert. Uh, we appreciate the smaller schools, unlike some of these other people. Let's go up one more conference. Let's go to the ACC, Logan. The ACC? Talk this is a bit difficult. You know, a lot of teams. This this team is this conference isn't as like shitty as the other ones. I chose Duke though. I chose Duke as well. Duke, I'm gonna say this right now. Duke, in terms of they've had bowl wins. They right? had they had that. They have a little short period of success from 2013 to 2018, where they they won three bowl games. Uh, they produced uh, Daniel Jones and Mr. Trubisky. And no, uh, that was UNC. Carolina, yeah. Uh, they won. 10 games, 9 games, 8 games. But then like before 2012, they were they were pretty bad, man. It was it was maximum 5 wins. David Cutliffe is still there because how though? <laughs> That's a great question, Logan, because he's been able to keep them afloat. They've had three bowl wins in their last in the last 7 years or whatnot. They 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 make a bowl game. Look at 2013, they went 10 and 4. Look at that. They Last year they were 2 and 9. And the year before that, they were three and five in conference and, play, which is oh my goodness! Right after Daniel Jones left, I mean the ACC. The thing is, the ACC is very top heavy. It's really hard to see. Like, look, not a lot of teams will su- survive in that conference. But at the same time, look, you should you should have a little more wins because I feel like look at North Carolina. They're on the come up. They might win the ACC this year. I'm, I'm just gonna say that, whatever. But yeah, Duke should just Duke. You don't need them in the ACC. In football, no. Basketball, yes. Stick to basketball. Logan, let's go up one more conference to the best conference. Well, the second best conference, the SEC, Logan. What team did you say, and was it easy for you to take this team out? It was kind of easy. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. The Commodores. Haven't been good since James Franklin's been there. Yes, surprisingly, right? Went 0 and 9 last year, uh, 1 and 7 the previous year. They fired their coach. Somehow they made a bowl game. Went six and se- they went 6 and 7, so. But in SEC play, they've been pretty bad. Oh, well, it's hard to win in the SEC unless. James oh, you know, if you got to be better than. But since 2014, they've been nothing special six wins is the highest they've been to two bowl games but lost both of them so they it's they rarely hear their name in the media the only time they heard their name in the media is when they had sarah fuller uh kick squib kick for them so yeah i'm not disrespecting sarah fuller i'm just saying that vanderbilt that's the only thing that got them attention because other than that they went oh and nine oh and nine but hey you know I'm not disrespecting anybody, but yeah, Sarah Fuller, congratulations. I don't know what she's doing now, but still. Logan, the Big Ten. Rutgers. Rutgers. Dish God, get out of here. Don't First off, that. Rutgers beat us this year. Didn't they? Yeah, they beat us this Shit, year. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was 
Anyway. <laughs> not that. Uh, since 2015. Since they've joined the Big Ten. How about that? 2014. They've won one bowl game. Uh, and then proceeded to be pretty terrible since then. Only winning a maximum of three games in conference. Um, which was last year, which and it was COVID. And they went 0 9 in conference play like three times. And, you know, they play in New Jersey. So that already takes, I picked Rutgers. No. So. And like they should be in the, the ACC, man. So in, in conclusion, in terms of the teams that should be eliminated from their Power Five conferences, from yeah. the Pac 12, Oregon State Beavers, get yeah. out of here. Sorry. All you have is Hamilton Rashad, and, and he's gone. For the Big 12, Kansas. Stick Big to basketball. For the ACC, Duke. Stick to basketball, man. Um, for the SEC, Vanderbilt. You wish you had James Franklin. Also stick to basketball, too. And, yes, you do wish you have James Franklin. Scottie Pippen's son plays, man. Dang. Um, and then, finally, for Big 10, Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, you you play New Jersey. That's yeah. Once you play New Jersey, like, just, well, the Jets play New Jersey. Well, that's why they suck. You know what, Logan? Fuck you. Anyway, st- still talking about college. You know what happened this past week, Logan? Coach Mike Shashevsky of the Duke Blue Devils said that this season will be his last, and he will retire. His last name? Shashevsky. Yeah, you don't know that. Yes, he. Shashevsky. Coach K. <laughs> <laughs> but Coach Mike Shashevsky of the Duke Blue Devil says that um he will be retiring at the end of next season. He's going to have a whole retirement tour. So for the players there, you better win him a national t- t- title or or die or something like that. Whoa. I'm just saying, hey, you're... Who's even not- on that team, bro? I don't know who's on that team, Logan. They sucked this year. I, I, <laughs> um, The coach in waiting is John Shire. The goal is to win the whole damn thing. Well, that's the goal for any team, isn't it? Buck Krzyzewski is one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest basketball coach of all time. Quite possibly. And yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's so crazy because we got Roy Williams, who retired um, from UNC this past season. And my thing is, why the heck did Roy Williams wait? He waited till the end of the season, just retired. But no, Mike Krzyzewski has to have a whole retirement tour, Logan. And it got me thinking, Logan, what happens if they suck next year? Well, that's just embarrassing. I would hope they don't. I would hope they don't, too. But, hey, it's Duke. So I'm going to have to say a congratulations to Mike Krzyzewski for being as good as he is. Um, he's, he's, he's really great. Um, when's, the last time they, when's the last time they won the national championship? In 2015? 2017? I think it was, tw- no, it was 2015 with the Jalil Okafor, um, Justice Winslow. It was Grayson Allen. No, yeah, Grayson Allen was on that team. That was the first Grayson Allen team. It's great. It was great memories. That was a great um, championship. Anyway, Logan. Right. What else? What else? I feel like we're missing something. This spot is going to be. Has he ever had a losing season? Yeah, they lost. Wait, that's a great question. The answer is no. Yes, nineteen eighty-two, eighty-three. Well, 
1982. From 1982 to 1983, they had the. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. And 1980, when he's coaching at Army, and his first year coaching. Okay. He hasn't lo- have had a losing season in a while. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. In this decade, in this in this century, century. <laughs> 21st century, he has not had a losing season. A losing season. Like what? What's next? What else do we have to do? What else do we have to talk about, Logan? Uh, I see you're wearing your nice Jalen Ramsey jersey. I am wearing my nice Jalen Ramsey jersey. It's a pretty nice one. I'm actually gonna be getting more jerseys this week. Um, well, I'm gonna buy more jerseys this week. I get them. You never know when we get them. Haha. <laughs> anyway, American made. Three to five day shipping. Three to five day shipping. Yes. Have you ever paid extra for the shipping? Because I did one time. I, I got. Paid I paid extra for my Amanda cookie. I think I paid extra for shipping. I'll wait for it to come. Okay, Logan, you have the patience of a... I don't know. An, a, a soldier. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I myself received one of my authentic jerseys. And it was extremely small. Extremely. But you know what? It still fits. Yeah, I mean, what a, size doesn't matter, right, buddy? Hey. <laughs> Maybe I maybe I'll experiment and get a small next time and see how big. I think you got you definitely got bigger, man. Look at like no, your I shoulders. Didn't. Your I shoulders mean, are broader, but my you, arms are still skinny. You just need to start working out more. Yeah, well, what I'm, I'm tired. Are you? I know it's okay, buddy. What else do we have to talk about? Euros are starting up soon. Some we're gonna have soccer on national television back again. Love it. What was on national television. Last Friday, last Saturday. Was it though? It was. It was on CBS. Like NBC or whatever the network was. It was CBS. Paramount Plus. We have an associate deal with them, so you better get talk nice. Love Paramount Plus. Yes. Yay. Uh, I love Olivia Rodrigo's new album. It's great. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I've never. It's great. Is it though? Is it? Are you like? Oh man, I wish I was back in high school so I could feel the real pain. No, like there's some songs on it. I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of popping, but I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, I have to. I wonder what time is it. I have to order some food. Oh. Uh, anyway, <sighs> what else? Do we gotta plug something. You gotta plug us out, Logan. <clears throat> I feel like what you heard here today. You can find us on all they the... always like what they hear, Logan. Yeah, of course you like what you hear. It's, it's the Stick to Sports Podcast. So, you know, you can find us on all the DSPs at the Stick to Sports Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Stick to Sports so you know when these episodes come out, which you already know because they come out every Tuesday. No, they come out every Wednesday. Sorry, old schedule in my head. This one's coming out. This one's Wednesday? coming out. When's this coming out? When is this one coming out? I don't know. I just thought we were recording early. Okay, I think I guess we'll same time. No, a consistent schedule. Consistency, buddy, I got you. Consistency is key. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. See you Wednesday. Follow us on no no. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I put it out on Tuesday though. Stick to sports. <laughs> the only <laughs> reason is because it's like three days from now. Okay, Logan. whatever, man. St- streaming is postponed for the near future until we're back at school. Uh, then we can play more games and have more entertaining content because Noah sucks at 
all sports games, and I know you want to see that. Um, what else? What else? Uh, articles. No, have you written an article? I'm not. I feel bad. I feel Yo, like you said the way you, when you asked me that the rage that went I'm to- sorry. I I wasn't trying to because I said it and I was like, oh. I was like what? I sound like an asshole because I shouldn't have said it like that. No, oh, are you buddy. are you planning on something for the? Yeah, I am planning on something, buddy. Okay, would you care to? Sh- no, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, all right, everyone. I'm a terrible, terrible partner. Oh my god, I can't. I didn't mean it like that, and you know I it because I. As soon as I said, it, I was like, "Oh, that sounds like such a dick." I sound like such a dick right there. Anyway, overtimeconversations.com. Please read all of Noah's fantastic articles, and only Noah's articles because I do jack shit. I'm a terrible, terrible partner. <laughs> Okay, calm down with the self-deprecation. I told you to leave, no, the, it's, problems home, leave the personal problems at home, buddy. I'm these aren't personal problems, these are business problems. I'm not, okay, gonna, leave those shit not good enough. Anyway, at six now at six one at overtime combos on Twitter. Uh uh what else? What else? At Noah underscore Deej and at Logan Borky on Twitter, at Sick to Sports on TikTok. Um our TikTok's at, popping. Our TikTok's funny as at Stick to Sports Pod on Instagram. Um, our Patreon is up. Maybe you'll get this episode early. Maybe Monday. I don't know. Maybe don't don't rush me. <laughs> you said there was going to be access to unfiltered episodes early for our Patreon. Oh, yeah, for our Patreon. Um, any dollar amount helps. Stick to Sports Plus, Overtime Conversations Plus, Patreon. Thank you. I think I got everything. I'm gonna go feel like shit for the rest of the night now. I don't give a fuck, Logan. Give keep your keep your personal problems at home. This is fine. I will. This is the Stick to Sports podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter, not your mental health, Logan. That is not true. We care about mental. We care about mental health, though. Mental health is a very important thing. Extremely important. That extremely important. Not to be made fun of. No, definitely not. But still, Logan, keep your personal problems at home. Anyway. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been the Stick Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. Logan didn't plug our Twitters, but it's okay. At no I did. You didn't listen. You're not listening. <laughs> Too busy zoning off over there. Our opinions are the only ones that matter. Thank you listen for listening. Listen back this- and you'll see. This has been Noah Odige and Logan Borky. Thank you for listening. And I hate, I don't know what I hate. Logan, Logan, I hate Logan. Get that? What? Again? This is <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is Six Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan.